listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. Here's your host, award-winning coach and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. So hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dynamic Women interview here with Sherry Lee Wojcik. And I'll, let me tell you a little bit about Sherry Lee, and a heads up, I might swear a little bit. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Sherry Lee Wojcik is a badass Facebook marketing and ads expert who has spent too many years hiding her bright, bold light. Since figuring out how to step away from the shadows and embrace her wacky, wonderful self, Sherry Lee has dedicated her life to helping other women create lives and businesses beyond their wildest dreams, using Facebook to grow relationships, audiences, and key thing, revenue. Awesome. Thank you, Sherry Lee, for joining us today. Hi, Diane and everyone. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So I, I want to know, you said you're a badass. Well, what makes you a badass? Is that the word that you thought was swearing? Is that a swear I word? I, I just like to pre preempt that. I guess asses. If there's any, if there's <clears throat> any child listeners or viewers. Yes. yes. You know, the my evolution to owning that word has been a bit. And when I first started using that word, I had a VA who said, oh, aren't you going to offend people? And at first I thought, oh, oh, maybe I shouldn't use it. And then I went, hmm that's okay. If I offend people, then maybe we aren't a, a match anyways. And I did a bunch of research about what badass means. And, you know, the, the imagery that came up for it is definitely not my definition. So I decided I was just going to focus on my definition. And for me, like anybody in the world, I have had a whole bunch of challenges that took me down for a little while. Mm -hmm. And I've always risen up from and to me, that is the hallmark of a badass somebody who has bumps in the road, but doesn't let them take them down. And who um, keeps striving to get to the next level, keep moving to the next level and does it in their own way, not in a, a way that's replicating other people's techniques that takes other people's ideas and makes them their own, that brings their own flair and their own spice and their own self to everything that they do. And to me, that's what badass means. I love it. And I'm hearing values of perseverance, dedication, gumption. Mm -hmm. um, it actually made me think of like the guys in the Cowboys in the rodeo when they're getting bucked off. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're, they're riding and then they get kicked off and then they jump right back mm -hmm, on. Mm -hmm. That's actually a really good imagery. Yeah. That's, that's, I like that. <laughs> I may have to borrow that. Because even in, but, the, even in the falling, even in the adversity, they're still cool and killing it. For sure. And now I try to at least fall forward when I fall down so that I'm at least still moving forward <laughs> not falling backwards. So, you know, we all have bumps in the road. You just have to get up and dust yourself off and go, that was an interesting experience. What, what can I learn from it? Let's move on. You know, there's just too many things that could happen that if we take them too seriously, they take us down and out of our badassery in yeah. any minute. Yeah. And so how long have you been doing this whole Facebook thing? 
Well, I started my business in 2010. Um, I had been at a w women's networking event um, in the December of 20, 2009, and somebody was talking about Twitter. And at the end, somebody held up their hand and said, okay, so who here is on Twitter? And three hands went up in the room. The speakers, wow. mine, and one other woman. And there was 50 women in the room. And out of that, only three people said they were on Twitter. And so then she asked, who else thinks they need to be on Twitter? And every other hand in the room went up. And I felt like I'd been hit by a sledgehammer because for the year and a half before that, I had figured out how to use Twitter and Facebook. And I had grown a uh, membership subscription box which that's not what they were called back then, but I was ahead of the curve on that one for kids. And it was educational mail for kids that was fun and collectible. Yeah. And I built that online by teaching myself how to use specifically those two platforms and a little bit of LinkedIn. And I sat there and thought, I know these women and I could help them know how to do this. I was kind of getting to the point where the subscription box wasn't going to grow the way I wanted it to. My marriage was rocky. I thought uh, I got to have something in place that's going to create more income. And after 18 months, I saw that unless I was going to be bought up by a big, you know, ch children's business corporation, uh, it just wasn't going to do what I wanted it to do. But in do creating that, I had taught myself techniques and social media. So in mm -hmm. September of 2010, I started offering local workshops to business owners who wanted to know how to use Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And we got together and they brought their computers and they set up their accounts and they got the basics of how to use wow. those accounts at that time. So I've been doing it for a while. I became focused just on Facebook in 2013. Wow. So a bunch of learnings here that I want to point out because you skim through them so easily. But the first is realizing at the 18 month mark in your, the first business that this isn't going to take you where you want to go. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, even a lot of people in their career, they're not looking that far ahead to, well, what's the exit plan or what's the bigger goal here? And so if you can't scale it and you want to scale it, then why stay? If you can't sell it and you want to sell it, why be in it? And if you're not loving it and not making a ton of money or having lots of freedom or whatever you're looking for, um, make a decision. And so I love that you made a decision based on how you want things to be in the future. And I think a lot of people do that. And second is you saw a need. You saw a need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really, it was a moment of pivoting. And I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go yeah, ahead. And, and I knew that I was connected with these women. Sorry, do we have a delay happening? Slight delay, but I'm going to be quiet and you're going to talk. No, I just saw that there was that need, like you say, and I knew these women and I had a relationship with them. And I knew that social media was going to become something, some big beast and that there was something there that I could capitalize on. And I would, you know, I was just... Uh, I'm just grateful that I was able to jump on it and move ahead with it. And sometimes I look back and go, I, I don't know how I even did that. But sometimes we do, we do things without really knowing how we're doing them. So. And you just did, you didn't overthink it. <laughs> yeah, most of my big successes have come when I didn't overthink. And overthinking has never been... <laughs> A, a hallmark of great success for me, for sure. It's uh, that's the thing um, that takes me out many times. I think everybody's like that to an extent. So let us know what is one of your biggest successes and what's one of your biggest disappointments. 
Mm. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, my biggest success, uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to have to say creating this business. Um, you know, cause I, I mentioned, I started offering workshops in September of 2010 and I was doing two workshops a month locally and it was a lot of fun, but the whole idea of it was to just bring in enough money to give me some more comfort my my husband you know had supported the family but i just wanted something of my own right and i wanted to spend more time with my kids and not be working all the time and then in february of 2011 i took my kids out we i've always homeschooled my kids so i took them out swimming one day and then to lunch and then we went to homeschool science class and while i was out that day my husband actually changed the locks on our family home yeah, that's that's the normal Draw, reaction. Yeah. Oh, holy cow! <laughs> that's how he ended 14 years of marriage. He called what? me on my phone and said, "Don't come home. There's plenty of hotels," and hung up. And that was the last I've ever spoken to him. I haven't seen him or spoken to him since. He didn't speak to his kids. He didn't say goodbye to them. He literally disappeared off the face of the earth. What? And a week later, when we kind of, we'd been in court and we did a bunch of stuff and he didn't show up for anything, he had packed his bags and left and left me with the kids with virtually no income, with about a million dollars in debt in my name that he had incurred for me. And um, just a whole bunch of trauma and drama around that. Holy, and you are a badass. <laughs> and you know, my kids had, you know, they lost their dad. They had they ended up losing that home because I had to sell it. Um, they lost their aunt and their uncle, his siblings who, you know, did not see them again. They had so much change. And people kept saying to me, well, put them in school, stop homeschooling, put them in school, make it easier for you and get a job. And something inside of me was just adamant that that was not going to happen. I did not want them to have one more thing to adjust to to have to deal with. They were so traumatized by the whole thing. Um, I also knew that in doing that, we would be switching one set of problems for a different set of problems and that that adjustment could lead to more issues for them. And I just said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to figure out how to do this business and make money. And knowing that I'd never had a business that had made enough money to support anybody before. I'd never been entrepreneurial before. And I didn't really know, I, well, I didn't know at all what I was doing. I didn't know how to get clients. I didn't really know how to serve clients. I didn't know, you know, how to get into those months, believe me. And I just kept getting up every day and I could have stayed in bed and, you know, drank a, bo a bottle of scotch every day easily, but the kids needed to get up and needed me to do things. And they really kept me moving forward. Yeah. And then I just kept getting more education and more training and working with more people and going to more events and seeing what other people were doing. And I just kept working on myself and my inner stuff and mm. figuring out what was going on for me. And, you know, here I am nine years later now and um, I work, you know, the number of hours I want to work in a day, I make good money, we travel. Uh, both of my kids are entrepreneurial. Both of them are second-degree black belts in Taekwondo now. Um, they're, they're amazing and healthy and strong, and I am as well. And we've got a life that's so exciting. And for me, that's my biggest success. <laughs> I just have to read what one of our listeners said. Suck it, ex-husband. <laughs> Look at how good you are now. <laughs> Thanks, Robin, for that. So true. So 
Um, yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I can't even believe that someone would, would do that. And look yeah. at, yeah, look at how far you've come. Amazing. So you are technically then single mom, yep. entrepreneur, and homeschooling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I want to, you know, kind of put it out there. What are your excuses, people who aren't doing that? I'm not speaking to just the people that are listening live right now, but for anybody, like really, what are your excuses? Um, Sherry Lee's really pushed past lots. And so if, if you can give us like one, not Facebook, but life, one tool, one book, one podcast, one quote, one something that people, um, that you suggest to anyone uh, who's wanting, we're going to finish up on this before we move into the, um, the training you're going to do for our community. Uh, one, one thing. One thing. Holy smokes. Is there a book that you read? Is there a tool that you used? Is there one tip that you had that helped you to really stay the course to, you know, um, well, when you say stay the course, that's interesting. Cause I'm, I'm sure I, I've, I've quit multiple times every day. Um, where I would get so annoyed and I would just say, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to do something else. It's just not going to continue. And I allow myself to quit and then I come back. So I realize that quitting isn't permanent. Um, I would say the most amazing tool I've discovered, and this has just been recently as well, but in the last eight months since I've discovered this tool, things that were still challenging for me have cleared and I've, I've just found I've doubled my business in that length of time and opportunities are, are flowing and things are in a better flow place. There's less resistance and let I'm having to do less push. Um, and that is a tool called access consciousness, which mm-hmm. is, you can, you can Google what that is. It is a, a bunch of work that there's some body work, there's some energy, energy work, and it's about helping, you know, that you know. Wow. And for me, the biggest gift to my kids, to myself, to my business, to what I'm going to create in the future is a faith in myself and a belief in myself just because I exist. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. And that is, is a fairly new revelation that I used to wish I'd discovered sooner but I realize I've been working towards it and it's come when it was supposed to come and you know I think my biggest thing is get the support wherever wherever and however you need it and don't judge yourself judging me stopped me in a lot of ways and slowed down my progress instead of you know sitting and and valuing who I was just for who I am without having to you know get X number of sales for a client or, you know, have this many clients or travel to this conference or speak at this conference. Those are the things that when I, as soon as I judged myself, I was open to lack and um, I stopped the flow of abundance and creativity that came. And once you just start accepting yourself, you're going to have bad days. You're going to quit. You're going to swear and throw something against the wall. You're going to yell at your kids. You're not going to be great every minute, but even that part deserves to be loved. And that's the biggest tool that is the most value to me at at the end of the day. So get back on the horse. (laughs) That's right. There's that rodeo analogy again. Oh, yeah, wow. I, that was on purpose. 
I, I, yeah, I just was seeing that uh, again, you can only win at the rodeo if you keep getting back on and that's what you've done and you've been winning and you've been helping others win as well because mm -hmm. I think you also know what it feels like to fall uh, and mm -hmm. to rise up higher. So mm -hmm. thank you so much. Uh, one of our live listeners said, amazing, you are a rock star, Sherry Lee. Um, so we are gonna pause it here um, for all of you who are listening to the podcast, jump on over to dynamicwomen.ca um, and learn about how you can get in on hearing more from Sherry Lee and get some training from her. Um, so bye for now and uh, we'll chat to you all soon. dynamic women for joining us today please hop on over to itunes to subscribe and leave us a review who do you know who needs to hear our message we'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family if you're ready to be more dynamic have more balance and more success head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book stay dynamic